The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome into episode eight of Rip and Rock. Your eighth, my seventh. Welcome back. Thanks. We, you were sorely missed this past week. I will say, oh, Fly, I was, I was, I was sore as well. Yeah, just that's. Uh, do we want to get into it? Do we want to just address the elephant in the room? Yes, because right. and you know the thing is because everyone probably thinks that it was you know hey he had a big well birthday. no one yeah no one knows the story yet no well, one well, knows please, the hey, story hey rock yet. the mic is yours man the mic is mine all right well you know what here we go so my thirtieth birthday was last Saturday June seventeenth and it ended up being a surprise birthday party shout out to my girlfriend Ariana MVP I had no clue so. We end up getting everyone together. I walk in. My friends from Huntsville, Alabama. My friend who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina now. Bunch of my boys from Levittown, Pennsylvania. I got my mom and dad. My girlfriend's mom and dad. uh, My dad's friend. Just a bunch of people who who are important parts and pieces of my life who I really love a lot were there. So I spent about 30 minutes there. I'm telling you, man, like I didn't drink that much at all. Like you have a few drinks as the night would have gone on. Oh yeah. It would have been bad, but probably 45 minutes goes by. I'm eating a chicken wing and I have an issue where my esophagus sometimes tightens up when I, when I eat food because I eat fast, I just shovel food into my mouth like a barbarian. Like that's just who sure. I am. Yeah. And a lot of my friends have knocked me over the years for that. And I just laugh it off. But this time it got me because I ended up coughing up blood. I was in excruciating pain. It felt like I was getting just like punched, stabbed. Like it felt like there was a fire lit inside of my body. And I ended up going to the ER and I spent 12 hours at the hospital in the emergency room. Still don't know what's wrong with me. But I feel better. But yeah, that's why I missed last week. That's why I was off the next couple of days after that. It was not an enjoyable 30th birthday. They say it's all downhill from from there. That's like the saying when you turn 30. It actually was all downhill from there. But I guess it could only go up from here, right? It's got to. It's got to. I don't yeah. think that's how it's supposed to be. Welcome to your 30s. Let's go well, to the was. ER. Well, it was. But it was. It was, and, it and, was so the, and, and the thing was, is I texted you being, hey, like, hope you're feeling all right, like, next day, because, you know, the, the Saturday night happens, 
and and I had family in town, and, and all of a sudden, because uh, I would have come there if I didn't have my family stuff, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, he, he's hurting. You know, he must have had a long night. I, I not, was hurting, and not for the reasons yeah, that I thought. No. And, um, in all seriousness, glad you're all right. Thanks, man. Weird circumstance. Have no clue what it is. Still, I think I ate something that scratched my throat, and it ended up causing me to bleed a little bit. And then as a result, it kind of went down into my esophagus and I'm, I'm still hurting a little bit. Like when I eat food, certain foods, because I like spicy food. So I'm trying to stay away from that. My, my back starts to tighten up for some reason. Any doctors out there want to let me know I'm actually scheduled to get like an ultrasound on Tuesday and figure it out. But who the heck knows, man? I hope everything's good. All my vitals came back and I'm fine. I'm healthy. So it's weird. Yeah, it's just one of those freak things. Hopefully, we just get get the answers we need to hear. Spice. I, hey, I was thinking about spicy food. I love spicy <laughs> food in a different way. I was at this, I think, Lebanese restaurant uh, with my girlfriend's dad. Just quick story with that. Talk about spice. He said, "Hey, try this pepper. It's got a really good taste to it." And of course, I fell for it. Started crying. My mouth was on fire for twenty minutes. I asked for milk. They didn't have milk, and <laughs> I think I ate a combination of hummus. And I don't know, there was no, there wasn't tzatziki because that's Greek. But yeah, anyway, spice gets you. But my my uh, distress was only temporary. You've had to deal with yours for the last week, but we're okay because it's great having you back. In all seriousness, riding solo is tough. And, but the biggest thing is you can just do the rundown for me now. You held it down, man. So I guess I'm obligated to do the rundown by myself. In past episodes, you've kind of knocked me for kind of taking it and doing it on my own, but I guess I have to. I owe that to Oh, you. no, no. It's not knocked. It's it's actually, it's it's recommended if you take the rundown for me. So, so go ahead, Rock. Let's start this off and get into the episode, what people really care about, not my medical issues. So I do apologize for that. The Orioles pick up a big series win over the Seattle Mariners with a 3-2 to two victory on Sunday. And it's someone new stepping up every single game, it seems like, Rip. For these Baltimore Orioles, Anthony Santander, Tony Taters, he is catching fire at the right time. We knew he would. You said he would. Here he is. He's heating up uh, just like my stomach. Jordan Westberg, <laughs> he's expected to be called up. Jeff Passan just dropping a passing bomb 30, 40, 50 minutes after the O's beat the Mariners. So that's huge. The O's number three prospect expected to be in the lineup on Monday what that means for this team and for Jordan Westberg going forward. Your Orioles MVP at this point in the season. I put this out on Twitter. This is our Twitter question of the night on Fox 45 Sports Unlimited. And a lot of people are saying it's a team thing. We're going to break down who our team MVPs are up to this point in the season. You got to pick a player. That's what I'm saying. People are saying teams. That's not how MVP works. I'm sorry. So we're going to go with that. But I do respect it. I do respect the team MVP, aspect. most valuable team. Most valuable team. Rips tips. I don't even know what you're talking about today. So you want to take that? Uh, you can speak. What am I talking about? Uh, keep staying the course and focusing on believing in you. Believing in no, believing you. I have a you know you had the roll on words earlier with you know trying to figure out saying Ben Boom Ben Boom Ben Boom. Ben boom. For some reason, I say believing in believing it's be- in. It's believing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's okay. believing. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about: is staying the course. Focus on you, and uh, I'll dive into that when, when the time comes. And last but not least, Ellie De La Cruz and the Cincinnati Reds come to town for a three-game series with the O's beginning tonight, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three-game series. 
This kid is must-watch TV. And I'm telling you what, O's fans, go see him. We said the same about Shohei Otani. They're not on the same level right now. Shohei is a different animal. But Ellie De La Cruz is one of the up-and-coming, potentially greats in this sport, 21 years old. Already hit for the cycle. I mean, we're going to break that all down. It's going to be a fun CNN. series of the Reds. I'm going to a game with my dad at Camden Yards. I'm buying tickets. And for people that don't know, this is the preview for when we do it. The Reds are surging, Rock. They are surging right now. Great for the game. We'll dive into that. But Let's yep. jump into it, man. The O's pick up the big series win over the Seattle Mariners. They dropped the first one. Their worst loss of the season by far, 13-1. to It's kind of a disgraceful performance, and it ended with Josh Lester on the mound. Serving off Ethis pitches. Some of them were actually good. Yeah, hey, I think he had a scoreless inning, yeah, no? But, and a strikeout, but that's not how you want to end the game. Then the O's go out, rattle off two straight wins to pick up a series win. 6-4, 3-2. Ryan McKenna, man. Mac, Mac. The unlikely hero in that game. I did not expect that. When he stepped into the batter's box, for him to hit a home run, first walk-off of his MLB career, I think it's his sixth home run career-wise at the professional level. I mean, this guy's not a home run hitter, and to go out and do that, that was awesome. And then to follow it up with a performance today, Anthony Benboom steps up, and he has like a bloop Texas leaguer single down the right field line, and Jorge Mateo scores from first because, of course, he does. He's one of, if not the fastest player in the league. So great stuff from the Birds. Big series winning from the home crowds. Fans are loving it. They're buzzing again. You know what was interesting about, first off, with Mac? So, first, I'm so happy for him. You know, just because he's really been that, the the extra outfielder that's been his role. Some people really haven't gotten over the fact that first weekend, first second game of the season, and... You know, it is what it is, right? But Mac kept working. He kept focusing on it. And we'll dive more into that later. But I think the cooler part of this, or the craziest thing is, he replaced Santander, who was four for four. And I don't know if I would have had the, I don't know if I was high if I, if I would have had the guts to do that. To he's, put, he's to do guts, that. Man. But man, what a move it turned out to be because. Matt comes in, so that spot, Santander's spot on the day, went five for five with two home runs and four RBIs in a six to four game, just pushing all the right buttons. Uh, was just awesome to see. And you know, above all, just isn't it the same thing, Rock? It's it's rinse cycle repeat for these Orioles. If you knock them down once, they're going to come back and they're going to keep fighting. And here they are, not getting swept. But then guess what? They didn't get swept by winning game two, and then they win the series. Get the shirts ready. When this, what is what is the motto, Rock? I forget. No, you don't, do not. Don't don't get swept. Don't uh, lose. Hold on, I'm trying to think right now. Oh my goodness! Avoid sweeps. Win series. Almost okay. Win the series, and if you don't win the series, avoid sweeps. I just said that. It's the same thing. I just said that. Yeah, but it's better the other way. Yeah, but anyway. All right, are you going to print the t-shirts? Yeah, print the shirts. Print them. Okay. Print yeah. them because this rip is and, why. Rip and rock again, merch coming. Yeah, exactly. And this is why this team is 46 and 29. Or 47. No, 47 and 29? I'm sorry. 47 and 29. My bad. Had it mixed up. 47 and 29. There's a reason why this team is 18 games over, 503 over. This Mariners team, by the way, don't let the record fool you. 
I mean, I know they're going through some struggles. I get it. But this is a team that still has aspirations. They were a really good team last year. And I still think they are a team that can get going in the second half of the season. But to your point, it's just another guy stepping up for the O's on any given night. Talk about Hyde and the decision to pull Santander for McKenna. I'll say this about Hyde. If he's set on a decision, he's going to make that decision. He's not a guy to second guess himself. And I think that's what this team needs. You need that leadership. You need that you the, the person that is leading your team. And you can look at it and say, well, the front office, they're calling shots. Your manager is in there every night with you. And when he's in there, you want to believe that he is doing everything in his power to give your team the best chance to win. And it might not always be popular, but you're seeing he has pushed a lot of right buttons this year. And his intentions are there. And then you do something like this where you don't even second guess where you go, I trust in Brandon Hyde. He, he's gotten a lot of crap, I thought, early on about, oh, he mismanages. And he, he's not going to be perfect, and that's everyone's opinion. But you know what he's doing? He's managing the third best team in baseball right now. It's incredible to say, man. And he could have he taken Kyle Bradish out in the seventh after that walk, but he decided to keep him in. Bradish, 103 p- uh, pitches in the game, and he had a really strong outing. Seven innings strong, two earned. I believe it was seven strikeouts. Let me double check my facts right there. Yep, seven Ks, two walks. He's now four and three on the season. And that's got to be a confidence booster for Kyle Bradish. Hyde said after the game that it was his second best outing. I think he called the one against Houston, the Strohs, the, the first, you know, his best outing mm-hmm. that he had. And, and this was number two. I mean, he was, he was really good. Aside from that, that two-run homer that just barely made it inside the right field foul pole and ended up on Utah Street. I mean, he had, he had a nearly perfect day as far as that. Only give up two hits on the day. I mean, the thing with, with Brad, he, he, what you're seeing is what I got to experience when I played with him, is his stuff is really stinking good. I mean, this dude has it. Now, he's got to be more consistent, but when he is on, he can do this. He can go seven, give up two. 7Ks. He's also had it where he can just completely dominate and blank a team where they can't even get runs across. And if and if he can continue to be around the zone, this is a Kyle Bradish, and I saw it in spring training as well. And, and I mentioned to people, I, I've I've never I've been very bullish on him because of what I've seen. His biggest thing was could he control his emotions and and he has started to control his emotions, figure out who he is, and this young pitching staff that everyone had concerns with, it's actually a lot better than people are giving them credit for. So Bradish goes seven strong, then Denny Coolum comes in. Just, he has been fantastic. He's one of, one, one of the many great pickups he this year for the Orioles. He has been fantastic, man. One inning, no hits, strikeout, lefty on lefty. You can put him against right. It doesn't matter. I mean, this dude, he, he's, just, he's just got the it factor right now. And he picked up his 16th hold of the season. And then Felix Bautista comes in and just fires off 102 mile per hour heaters. He was dealing. And yeah, do, you think it Batista, out. do you think Batista worried too much about the previous day? No, not at all. And that's what makes him so special right there. He doesn't care. It's not going to rattle him on past, past performances. So what? He's gonna, it's going to happen. He's not going to have everything go his way. 
He's going to move on and not just move on. He's going to dominate you in the process. And I want to do one more thing with Kyle Bradish here for a second. The importance of getting seven. Because you knew you wanted to try to go longer, especially with Cano as dominant as he was or has been in that eighth inning role for the Orioles. He wasn't going to be up really for this game. So having Kyle go seven to bridge the gap and let Danny come in and do his thing was absolutely massive, especially in a close game. Again, these are little things that you're not thinking of for not not you. I'm just saying in general that we're not thinking of mm-hmm. that a difference of a team saving their arms, finding ways to get to their guys that they need to get, and you're walking away with, I mean, the Orioles are one of the best teams in close, close games, Rock. And I don't know if they like being in these close games. I don't know if the fan base likes being in these uh, close games. <laughs> no, the fan base definitely does not. But it's exciting, and it's exciting baseball. Yeah, you look at Bradish's pitch count before we move on. 103 pitches. Coolum comes in. He throws 13 pitches, nine of them for strikes. And then Bautista comes in, 17 pitches, 14 for strikes. So you're saving arms in the bullpen by doing this as well, by letting a guy go seven innings, 103 pitches, and do his thing. And he was very efficient. Aside from that two-run homer, he gives up. Heck of a day for Kyle Bradish. Heck of a start, and he gets the win. Moving on, Anthony Santander has been on a heater. Tony Taters is mashing homers in the month of June. And it seems like right now, there's no slowing him down. This is the same guy that led the team in homers last season. He got off to kind of a slow start to the season. And there were questions about, okay, can he maintain that, you know, the stability of being that guy and leading the team in homers again and doing what he did last year. We talked about it on previous episodes. It's like, he's slowing down right now. It's a very slow start to the season for him. But at some point, this guy is going to heat up. And here it is. I mean, he's playing great baseball. And that home run robbery of Julio Rodriguez, all J-Rod could do was smile. That was awesome to see. I mean, Tony is, he's really one of the best outfielders in baseball right now. And that's not an exaggeration. I know that people would say, oh, you're being a homer. Well, also, this is an Orioles podcast, so we are going to talk a lot about the <laughs> Orioles. But but I, I like to be objective. I like to be realistic. Tell me right now, after the month of April, who has been as, I don't want to say as dominant, but if you look at his numbers compared to others, he's been one of the best players. I mean, since the, the month of April ended, and he hit 205 for that month of April, yep. he has hit, he had 337 in May, mm-hmm. had seven home runs. He now has five home runs on this month in June. So he's had 12 homers. And five in the last six games, mind you. Yeah, and so he's getting hot. He's leading the team in RBIs. And so he's on pace again right now. And if you really even want to dive into what it looked like in the past for him, his 2022 splits, that it's, it's kind of crazy how he's flown so under the radar. It's really because his average is higher this year in comparison to last year. You know, he's hit 270. 173, whatever it is at the at the current moment. But last year, this is a guy rock at this point last year, he had 14 home runs through the month of June. Where is he at right now? 14 home runs. And he finished with 33 jacks. He's on pace to do what he's doing, and he might even have a better statistical year than he did. And then last year was pretty darn good. Last year, average-wise, July was his best month. He had 316 in the month of July, 224 in April, 227 in May, 256 in June. Then July, he goes on and hits 316, five home runs, 17 RBIs. Then he kind of teetered off a little bit, but 
this is where you want him heating up pre-All-Star break, kind of finding his groove, finding his rhythm, and being the Anthony Santander that Orioles fans know and love. Tony Taters. Start keep mashing them, man. And again, everyone always thought that where would this team be? Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? There's so many things going on. You know what? I think what we're finding out is that the Orioles had a lot of really great players in their organization already, and they needed to have a little bit more credit and a chance to blossom. Santander is a perfect example. There's a lot of other Orioles we could talk about. There's a whole other list, and we could talk about the whole, you know, when the MVPs go around. But Anthony deserves your attention. And whatever he's doing, no one try to change him. Don't talk to him to let him do his own thing. Whatever he wants to do, because he is one of the hottest hitters on the planet right now. He is. He's playing some really good baseball in the field and at the plate as well. Passing drops a bomb on Twitter. I have his notifications on. You have his notifications on. Baseball fans, it's like he is the Adrian Wojnarowski for basketball fans. Any of you that are listening. You don't like baseball. I hope you do. We hope you start to like baseball. Jeff Passan's the guy. You have his notifications on because when Jeff Passan tweets, it's it's usually breaking news. Sometimes it's not, but in this case, it was. About I want to say like less than an hour after the O's game ended, series finale against the Mariners. Passan just drops one of his passing bombs, and it was in favor of Orioles fans. It's a big one. Some of you out there, you may have been waiting for this all season long, maybe longer. The Baltimore Orioles are calling up top infield prospect Jordan Westberg, a source told ESPN. The 24-year-old has hit 295, 372, 567 with 18 home runs and 54 RBIs at AAA this season. In his latest Orioles parade of prospects to arrive, he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. Tomorrow meaning Monday, that is the expectation. That is what Jeff Passan tweeted word for word. That is huge. Westberg is the number three prospect in this organization. He is a hard-hitting, very good infielder. He can really play him anywhere. He's played different positions for the Tides and in the Orioles' farm system. And this is a guy that fans should be excited about because he he can really do it all, man. Oh, it- watching him. It's Watched him since he was back at Mississippi State when he was playing with Justin Foscue. Mm-hmm. Those two were that were that tandem in the infield. Like this guy is really, really talented and really good. Yeah, I mean he. I, I think I've told people this before. Uh, the timing of it, I would if you told me he would have been called up a month ago, I would have said he was ready. I also, if you told me he wouldn't get called up for another month, I tell you I wouldn't be surprised because in this business, every team has different reasons and what's going on. The point was Jordan was coming. Like he he was going to be in the big leagues at one point or another. Like his moment is now. And I'm so happy to see that because he had to wait patiently. And it's hard, especially when I, the context I did last episode of it was when the team is doing so many things right, how much do you want to shake up? But now Westberg's forced the hand and he's going to be out there. And I remember seeing him in spring training in 2021. Getting to meet him, the bat just came off different too. A lot of hard contact. It was loud. But I think the other thing that he doesn't get a lot of credit for, he has a tremendous glove and he is very versatile. And if you go back and watch any of the games that he's played in Norfolk this season, you can see a highlight reel of just his defensive plays. He's going to bring a nice spark to this, this Orioles team, but a team that doesn't even need a spark. But the hope is he can hit the ground running. But, but we mentioned 
rock uh, on on the the uh, Fox forty five our our hit. If O's fans are expecting him to come up and do what he just did in the minor leagues, you gotta gotta temper the expectations. He could hit the ground running, but there is a chance he could have some struggles. So bear with him. Bear with him, like we said with Adley Rutschman, with Gunnar Henderson, with guys getting called up, like. They're not going to be perfect right off the bat. Yeah, want to go down the list? Be, I'll tell you right now again. Patient. Yeah, go down Cedric the list. Cedric Mullins. Absolutely. Got sent down. He was a starting center fielder in 2019. Got sent all the way back down to double A. Austin Hayes struggled on his way up. Santander struggled on his way up. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson. Am I missing somebody else in this list right now? Might be. You want to go through the pitchers right now? Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer. Uh, guys that are having success right now. Oh, and by the way, even though Batista came up and was great, I still want to remind people he was released in the minor leagues. Just naming the whole team. Yeah. But so, <laughs> but again, this, what my point is to become great or, or have the success, it doesn't always happen overnight. Ryan O'Hearn, right now success. He had his struggles and here he is. So my point, Westberg is someone you need to be excited about, but to expect that everyone's going to hit the ground running, I just want to temper the expectations. I'm so happy for Westy because not only is he a great player. He really is a great person. And you like to see good people get their chances. And And his time in Baltimore seems to be now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Brings us to our next point. Westberg could very well help this team out in a playoff run. He could be solid at any position they put him at. It's just a wait-and-see kind of thing. What, what is this kid going to do when he's up here with the O's? We're going from prospects to guys that have been with this team for, for a while now. And I want to ask you this, because this was our Twitter question of the night, Sunday night, Sports Unlimited. And I got to ask you, give one answer. Let's see if you stick to that answer. You kind of teeter off and give another one. Who is your O's MVP at this point in the season? A lot of people who responded said that it's the team. Either the 25 or the 26 guys that, that are playing, that are that are you know, seeing the field. It's them. I get that. I love that. I love that answer because No, you don't. When's the, no, no, I, I do, <laughs> and this is why, because when's the last time that you could say that about it, this ball? It, it is very true. It's this, been a little bit. 
But the reason why I don't like it so much is because that's, that's not the question. It's like, who is the MVP, the most valuable player? We were given out a most valuable team award. All right, fine. But most valuable player goes to one person. Who would it be for you and why? So, so many names you could run through. So we talked about Santander. I'm going to stick with the name that I said on our, on our TV hit because I'm going to stay consistent. But could you make the case for a lot of other players? Absolutely. But that player is Austin Hayes. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Why did you have to steal my answer, man? I said it on our TV clip. You know what? Well, hey, we can be in agreement, and I'll give you a second one after this. Why do you think Austin Hayes is yours? How about we'll start with that? Austin Hayes, for me, what he is able to do with his arm, he has one of the strongest arms, if not the strongest arm on the team. What he's able to do in the outfield is invaluable. He's great. Batting-wise, let's talk about that at the plate. Number one, he leads the team in average, 318. Runs with 40, hits with 82, doubles with 21, triples, he's second, homers, he's one, two, it's four, I believe he's tied for fifth, and then RBIs, where's Hayes? A little bit down the list, but statistically speaking, Austin Hayes is the team's best player. Oh, and if you're it, looking at statistics, if you're a numbers guy. Last thing statistics where people care about a lot is OPS. OPS means on-base percentage and slugging. He leads the team in OPS as well with an 864 as of right now, ahead of guys like Santander. You know, the funny thing is who's behind Santander is Gunnar Henderson, who had all the quote-unquote struggles. Just shows you that guy is going to be unbelievable. But to your point, we just listed off so many things that Austin Hayes has done, right? And there's a chance right now, Rock, that he's not going to be an all-star. And that was the case last year. Remember, there was argument that he should have been an all-star last season with what he was doing, and he didn't end up getting the call or getting voted in or going there. And I think this is a guy that, for the you know casual MLB fan, I don't know if they're paying attention to Austin Hayes. Well, Why? Because he's not a household name. And, and is that his fault? No, but he's playing some really, really, really good baseball right now. And the all-star game too is it there is a popularity component to there it. is for sure. You know, so that, that's why. So when people are voting, they want to have that they want to see their favorite players. And a lot of people around the 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 nation or around the world, they're not gonna go out and say one of my favorite players in the world is Austin Hayes. And that's whether that's fair or not, because you want to reward guys for being one of the best. That's the all-star game. But I do understand with guys that have or maybe aren't as playing as well, but they they carry that weight, you know how special some of these other players are, that they deserve their credit too. But Austin Hayes deserves everything that's happened because again, like imagine like we've heard all this about who the Orioles gonna keep, trading this player, is Hayes on the chopping block, who's coming up? And how has Hayes responded? By putting up this season. And, and, and I love the fact, and I was so happy he got through that little scare of an injury where he had to sit for a couple games with the, having that, I think it was a cut, because he really has proven himself to this team as being, just like Cedric Mullins is, the value of Cedric, Hayes has become invaluable to the squad. He really has, man. And, you know, maybe, maybe he goes if the players solely get to vote, because I think he has a lot of respect around the league, but like you said, popularity contest, that's kind of what the all-star game is. And I'm sure if he was eligible or, co or could be in, 
the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit on the Cincinnati Reds, he'd probably be there considering what he just did. It's it's the hype. It's the hype train that, that <laughs> these players kind of ride and they, they get on. Um, not saying that person, Ellie De La Cruz, is going to teeter off at all. He's a really good baseball player. I mean, geez, this dude, 21 years old, doing what he did. We'll get into that. Yeah, Rips la- tips first and foremost. You want to get into? Yeah, but last thing I want to say before we move on, and again, the context, Hayes has the fourth, he is tied for the fourth highest batting average, actually tied for third for the highest batting average in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah. I it's, feel like that's not getting talked about enough. It's Luis Arise. I might be pronouncing the last name wrong. I think, Array, right. Array, I think, I think it's Arise. Arise yeah. yeah. Is, is hitting one hundredth of a percentage below 400. <laughs> and then you have Ronald Acuna, and then there's Austin Hayes and Bo Bichette. That's how good he has been. And the other guys that are hitting below him as far as average-wise, Freddie Freeman, Yandy Diaz, Nick Castellanos, Shohei Otani, guys that are having really good years, but it just goes to show you how, how good of a year Austin Hayes is having. Anyway, Rip's Tips, we're moving on today, and we were talking a little bit about how staying the course, being focused on what you have to, what you can control, and, and kind of blocking the outside noise. And I think it's a really important life lesson in general because so much. I think we care. We want to please everyone. I think that's, for me at least, I'll say, I, I don't want anyone to hate me. But I also understand. I hate you. What? What? Anyway, anyway. So, wow. You know, maybe I should go back to another solo episode. Sorry. That's okay. That was no, rude. That's- Some guy just made fun of my nostrils on Twitter, so I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you put out. That's why I wasn't making eye contact with you because I was like, how could you, man? How could you? It makes you feel better. The thing you tweeted out, this guy goes, he said three things. I'm very jealous for the rip and rock gift, the Yeti that my girlfriend got me. If you haven't seen it, check it out on Twitter. How would you grade Rocco's pose? Don't know how I feel about the soft smile. I guess we had a lot to talk about tonight, huh? And this guy goes, logo is cool. The the nostrils bother me the most. And the answer to all of it is go-o's. And I'm like, listen, I have huge nostrils. I can flare them. And like, I know that. Like my friends would always say like, they'd be like, dude, like you have caves for nostrils. Cause like, I just have a big nose in general. You and, do. But he, I said, come on, not the nostrils. And he goes, ha ha, they're good, strong nostrils. I don't blame you for peacocking them. <laughs> don't dude, you love this banter? Dude. You're welcome. <laughs> I, that's funny. I, I can't control. I love the way that. I flare my, actually, I can. I, 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 yeah, oh, I don't, man. I don't, I don't have the, I can't do can the nostril flare, flare. No, I don't know how to do that. No. See how I do them? That's, that's impressive. Wow. That's even that's that's even more than I thought. Okay, it's a little dumb. I can't. That's, okay, yeah, it's a little intimidating. Look, I think you can see my tiny brain if I see it. Yep, there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing I will say, exactly. I have been called an avatar, like a, the big blue avatar, like the movie. You do so, wear blue a lot, so do I. I like, know, but someone said, I think, oh, he goes. Long story short, with it, I got told uh, someone took a picture of me and said, "Look, he's so hideous. He looks like an avatar," and someone goes. Well, I don't think he's that bad. He's not like particularly blue, but I can see a little bit of the resemblance. I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say about that because I don't think there's any resemblance to me 
and what is in a fantasy world as an avatar. But that's beside the point. Back to <laughs> back to controlling what we can control because you can't control if someone's going to say something about you, right? No. On any, on I like anything. that guy though. He went back lo- and forth. That's cool. Like He's that. a cool guy. See, we have we have we have great we have great supporters and people yeah. that are on social media. Shout by out, the way, shout out to Be More Backer. That's a guy I, on Twitter. That was funny. That is, I like, enjoy the banter. We man. love the banter. Yeah, exactly. We're all about it. If you think we're we're doing something, give it to us. This is great. But I will say this: there's a lot of with all the good moments like this, the good back and forth. There's going to be a lot of negatives, and so the rips tip is just essentially staying the course for what you need to do. Yeah, understand you're not going to please everybody, and you you have to believe in yourself. And so the example in life, you know, I grew up with that the expectations. That no matter what I did as a player, I was always going to be compared to my dad. No matter what I did, that was going to be something I couldn't deal with. And again, some people weren't going to like me just based off the name and look at me and go, well, you, they would assume that, you know, you lived a life like this. And I'm not saying I didn't like, I was a lot of great, I'm very grateful for a lot of things, but growing up, you feel like people had a perception of you without knowing you. Mm-hmm. And if you go out and play bad on the field, they, they're going to say something. They're going to doubt you. So with like the point is with the Orioles right now, because I'm going to tie back into this, Ryan McKenna had that moment, and I mentioned it earlier. He could have let that affect him and impact him the way it goes. And a lot of people in the Orioles community still don't feel very highly. There are a lot of people that support him and a lot that don't. Did that affect him? No. He put his blinders on, went to work, hit that walk-off home run. Aaron Hicks, everyone in New York hates Aaron Hicks now for multiple reasons. One, because he didn't play well in New York down the stretch. And two, now he is balling out for the Orioles. He hustled them. Yeah, but the, <laughs> which is amazing if we're a nose fan. No, but, like, but the thing is, he could have let everyone say how bad he was and believe that hype, but he said, you know what? I'm going to a new place. And I'm going to go out and figure it out. And he did. Sometimes you need that new start and it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. To the guys that the Orioles got in the offseason, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a new start. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes in work, sometimes at home. And there are certain extremes where, you know, one way or another, but that's what we're getting at. To your point with the expectations that were put on you, man, and like how people feel about you or may or may not feel about you. I didn't know what to expect from you when I first met you. I, I didn't. I didn't know how this was going to go. And like knowing you, knowing who you are, and like knowing what you're about and drinking your venti Americana iced coffee it's right gone. now. It's gone. Yeah. I Sadly. Don't even, what color was that coffee, by the way? It was like uh, pink, purple, something? No, no, no. It was, it was, a, it was, it was actually a, like a brown it, coffee. It was a, light, it was a light brown. It just went down too quickly. All right. Well, it looked kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Were you about to say something nice about me? Or yeah, no? I was. I was. I will continue. Let's go back to the nice comment about statement. Ryan. Nice, nice comment about Ryan. No, but everything you're about, I like, Matt. And like the people out there that that don't want to give you a chance because of the last name or they think one way or another about you or who you are, like, you know, it's like, whatever. Like, you know, you don't need them in your life and it is what it is. And I've, I've like, while I can't connect with you on that standpoint, having the last name Ripken and going through like, life with that last name because that that's a lot that's a lot to carry on your shoulders. I I say this to myself, I say it to everyone all the time, like there are going to be be people out there that just simply don't like you. It could be because of the way you look, it could be because of the way you talk, it could be because of the opinions that you may or may not agree with on a certain level. I like to say give everyone a chance. No matter what their views are, opinions are about you, Give them a chance, formulate your own opinion about them. Because I'm telling you what, it, it could really be 
a good positive vibe and you could really get along with that person and click with them. Oh yeah. So it's like, I mean, case in point, like what we're doing, but like, I did not like you when we first no, started. No, I just didn't know what that, the, that's but, what I'm but saying. But again, you sit, but that's again, it was the perception. Sometimes we sit there and if for so long you're on there and you're looking at what people are thinking or what they might think of you, yeah. you're going to drive yourself insane, number one, and you're going to start doubting yourself. And who cares if other people doubt yourself? I think as you move on, I, I, I do some lessons, baseball lessons, and the big things I tell younger kids, if you can deal with failing consistently, but then also understanding that there's going to be things that you don't understand or things are not going to go your way or you're not necessarily, there's going to be moments where you feel that you're going to feel loved at every moment by everyone. You're not going to please everyone. But if you can understand that, that if you are comfortable with yourself and you continue to push forward, focus on you, be the best version of you, I promise everything else is going to work out. So that's my rips tip of the, of the episode of the week. Because I think that can go beyond sports. But in sports, we're seeing that a lot with this Orioles team. A lot of guys that didn't listen to the outside noise, they still believed in themselves and they trusted who they were as people, who they are as people. And and that's, again, like it's kind of felt the vibe of why this team's done so well. It was so cool, man, to see the birds just get so hyped. You could tell how fired up they were when Mac hit that homer. Yeah. Like that was an exciting, any walk-off is exciting. But to see a guy who doesn't normally do that, who is, quite honestly, from hearing what Brandon Hyde had to say and other guys had to say in the clubhouse afterwards, like one of the hearts and souls of that team, like the Energizer Bunny, like he picks guys up and does a lot more behind the scenes than we get to see. Oh, he's a great dude. And I think the other part of it too, I mean, you're, we're, on, we're both on social media. How many times have you seen someone saying DFA... McKenna. DFA McKenna. Get, there's get definitely there's got I think there's accounts. There's accounts that for are it. named DFA McKenna. And again, there's so many people. It's, it's just not. And again, I don't blame everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That, that you can do what you want. You can get what frustrated I'm, with a guy right. when, yeah, when he's I, not I doing well. Blame, that's you okay. can say whatever you want. Yeah, but on McKenna, absolutely. On McKenna's part of it, if you can see that we we're aware that there is negativity around a player, and for him, he's probably aware of it too. Whether how much he looks into it's one thing or not, but he is making a conscious effort to focus on himself. If you focus on yourself enough, Dude, yeah. you are going to be more successful. We remember what he looked like he saw a ghost after he dropped yeah. that fly ball when they lost the game, second game of the year against Boston. And you know what? He took it on the chin. He faced the noise. He spoke with reporters. He didn't hide in the back of the clubhouse. No. He wasn't like, you know what? I'm not going to talk. He got up front. He owned it. He talked about it. And to see that happen to a guy, like you said, He's had his ups. He's had his downs. I don't know how the fan base truly feels about him. There are a lot of people out there. Maybe you don't want him on the team. There are some people out there that are like, all right, this guy can be valuable in some way, shape, or form. And some people love He's him. able to do, but it, it's good stuff to see. I'll tell you this. For any baseball fan, this was also a good thing to see. Ellie De La Cruz is must-see TV, man. And I'm telling you this. When I was, I have that MLB pipeline notifications on just in yep. case an O's player is doing something well, if, if they're tweeting about that. So that's a good account to follow for all you baseball fans out there. Have the notifications on for MLB pipeline, not just for O's players, but you see a name pop up three, four times. And you're like, who's this guy? Yeah. You're going to know him before he even gets into the league, oh, yeah. into the show. And that's how it was for me, kind of with Ellie De La Cruz. I follow the, you know, the MLB pipeline top 100 prospects. Obviously, we have to do it for the O's to see who the top prospects in their organization are, the top prospects in baseball are. 
he was one of the top prospects in baseball, but there was a point in time where I saw his name pop up on MLB Pipeline. I kid you not. I feel like it was five straight days. And I was like, who is this dude? Who is he? He keeps hitting homers. And he's got a really cool name, Ellie De La Cruz. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Oh, oh, yeah. So he gets up to the Reds, and this dude's like a unicorn. He is a different type of player. He's tall. What's he, like 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six, six. Check that out for me while you're on the Google right now. The Google. The Google. 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five. how much does he weigh? Do, do, do. 200, according to the stats. 6'5", Tuhundo. I feel like he's, he does, he's not even touching 195 right now. Like he, He's kind of skinny, and not in a bad way, but like he's a, he's a thin... He's wiry. Exactly. He's, he has that. And, he's, and if you saw that home run he hit the other night too, like he's got that strength. And he's got speed. I think he had one of the fastest home to third or first to third times yep. in the league this season. He hits for the cycle the other night against the Braves. They were on what, an 11-game win streak at the time? That was their 12th? Or was it 10 and they got 11? I think, I think it was to extend their one to 12. Okay, to extend it to 12, that's what we believe. If we got that wrong, fact check us, let us know. But he goes out on that night, Great American Ballpark. It's a sellout there, man. That place earlier in the season was like a ghost town. Yep. Because the Reds were not good. Now they are. Now they're exciting. And this kid is one of the reasons why. 21 years old, hits for the cycle, 15 games into his MLB career, and he becomes the first player since, I think, 1989 for the Reds to do that. Mm -hmm. To hit for the cycle. In their organization, first player since 89, man. Think of all the good players that have, that have come through that organization. First since 1989 to hit for the cycle. 34 years. And he's 21 years old, 15 games in to his MLB career. Let that sink in, those numbers. He is, we talked about last year with Adley Rutschman coming up, and you had that moment where you go, that you, could, you, could, you could point at a change in a culture and a belief. This Reds team, when when De La Cruz came up, you felt that switch happen because I think the the Reds not only just went from a team where they were winning games and people were like, "Well, the Reds might be one of the worst teams in MLB. What's going to happen?" They're leading the Central now, and they're playing really good ball now. They have one of the most exciting guys that has just brought this energy to the team. The fan base in Cincinnati now is is now along for the ride and the journey. And you can't, again, it's more than one player that obviously is going to make all this happen, but one player can really change the entire perspective of an organization. And De La Cruz has done that. And the fact that he is so young and this is what baseball could be seeing for years. And I'll tell you what, he does not lack confidence. And you people can say it's cocky, whatever it is. He believes. He I is love one, it, man. He believes he's one of the best players. Hey, I love it. It's a I, swagger. I love when he throws the fours up because he's 44. I love when he throws that up, when he hits a homer, when he gets around the... Like, that's that's cool. And think about it. 21 years old, you have the world in the palm of your hands right now. And you could be the next young superstar that the MLB will be seeing. And O's fans, I'll tell you this, we're talking about him because you have a chance to see him at Camden Yards Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday Barring any setbacks, barring any injuries, knock on wood, that he's hoping that he's in the lineup. And obviously, Jordan Westberg, if he makes his debut as well, those, those are two reasons to go see the O's this week. 
I'm a big proponent on on going to these games, supporting the team when you can. I realize people have jobs. They get up early. Go out. Nine, I'm sorry, man, but I, I just want to say this. 19,000 for a Sunday game, that's not cutting it. And I'm not trying to call out the fan base, but 19,000 for a Sunday game and it's not a holiday, it is just not cutting it for me. You're seeing, when, this team, when this team is the third best team in baseball, Great American Ballpark was just sold out on a weekday. Got to get more fans out to Camden Yards. Well, and you're, what you're seeing also, and besides the reason of saying, hey, go to see some great players, the Orioles have a lot of great players. Like This is, this is a great team. This is, when you watch the games and you want to be entertained, and you could say the Orioles in a lot of close games, if I watch an Orioles game, which I'm watching a lot of the games, probably daily or when they're not playing, it is entertaining. It is something you want to turn into because you never know what's going to happen. Yes, they got blown out by the Mariners that night, but big whoop. But the thing is, I turn it on and go, who's going to make a big play tonight? Who's going to step up? Oh, the Orioles are down. Well, let's see if they come back. Oh, I know they're going to come back. You have those moments. Go, go see this team because... We're sitting here right now recording this, and the Orioles are four and a half games out of the top team in all of baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. That's how close they are. And now, what's great for the game is you have a Cincinnati Reds team that is surging. So there's there's just a lot of young talent down there. I mean, think about this. Who, who's on the field do you guys can see? De La Cruz for the Reds, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, possibly Jordan Westberg, and then not to mention the other Orioles players you've already mentioned, the, the names, Mullins, Hayes, Santander. You're seeing, you don't get to get to see this all that often. And the Reds, the Reds are going to be a tough, this is going to be a very tough series, Rock. They are. What I do like is that Saturday was 32,000. That was the announced attendance. And that's, that's good. That's a positive for the fan base. But when I watch TV, when I watch the highlights, when I see teams like San Francisco, they got hot. Their fans are packed in. It looked like a playoff atmosphere. I had to double check when, when they had the walk-off home run the other night and make sure it was a video from that night. I was like, "What? when is this from? Is this from October? Mm-hmm. Like, looks cold out. They had like light strung up on, uh, on the McCovey Cove fence. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And I look and I'm like, wow, this place is packed. Fans are enjoying it. It's like, get out to the ballpark. Enjoy this team. It is one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of baseball. The team is the third best team in the in, in Major League Baseball right now. And this week, you get to see Ellie De La Cruz, a front row seat to watching him play either Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you want to go. I'm going with my dad. I'm off Tuesday. My dad's coming down. I got my, got my little ultrasound, figuring out what's wrong with the, uh, the esophagus or whatever the heck's wrong with me. Who knows? Hopefully it's nothing, but I'm taking him, getting tickets. We're going to sit there and watch. So, and you're going to be at you want to plug whatever else you do since you're like Mr. Swiss Army Knife yeah, of it's, it's media and everything week. you do? It's my week on 105.7 pregame. Oh, and since yeah. it's there a home go. game, Pickles. Is that your radio voice? No. Okay. Right, this is the, the, what you see is what you get. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I figured. But Pickles Pub, going to be down there pregame. for If you're going to go to the game, stop on by. Uh, you know, I get, I was going to invite you to come by and and – we get a thing called Chuck's Bucks. Chuck's happy ends at, at 105.7. Sometimes we get a little a little Chuck's Bucks flowing there uh, if we want. But the biggest thing is being down by the yard, it's fun. So come stop by and say, what's up? Come hang out. I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Friday, whatever game. I think they're off Thursday. I'll be there Tuesday. Maybe we can uh, pump out some content and actually, we uh, yeah. I don't know, I'll have my dad with me, so who knows? It would be perfect. Yeah. Get him involved in the uh, action. No one, no one wants that. He definitely does. I love my dad, but he's oh, get him involved. He's a goofball. That, the, but the, we need that. We need that. Yeah. And, and yeah. by the way, also just just throwing out with this, you know, this the um, with the Reds, they're not this this team that is. How do I put this? We're given all the hype, and we say it's not just one player. The Reds are winning games. Because collectively, as a, as a team, they're doing a lot of things right. Yep. You don't win 12 games in a row just because of one player. It helps. But the Reds, believe, they just lost two tough games in a row to the Braves, who, by the way, that's the second best team in baseball. Do we want to guess who that is? It's the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves really, to me, Tampa, we've seen them. The Braves are, are nasty. They're a wagon. They are an absolute the kids wagon. Would say. Yeah, it is what the kids would say. I'm old now. I'm 30, so the kids would say that. Yeah, they would. But yeah. so the point is, a lot of great baseball is going to be happening, and it gets to happen right in the backyard. So if you can, come see the game. Should be fun. Come by, come by and stop and say what's up to me. I'll be glad to see uh, anyone that tunes in. And say you watch the podcast, too. That would That would literally make my day, and I will find a way to repay you guys. So come on by. You bribing people? No. Okay. That was just me showing my support. All right. Except you. You come by Rockets, you know, I'll give you a nice- I'll, I'll be booing you in the background. Yeah, I'll give you a firm handshake. Thanks. Awesome. Irvin versus Williamson on Monday night. Tyler Wells and Abbott Tuesday night. Gibson, Weaver Wednesday night. These are the projected pitching matchups. Kramer, Lopez on Friday. And that is when the Twins come into town for a three-game series against the O's. Then you got Bradish and Ober. And then the, uh, the Peacock game on Sunday. Everyone loves that, right? Yeah, no, yeah. It's great for national recognition. I think that people are getting a little bit, a little bit frustrated with the accessibility. That's <laughs> what you need. Accessibility, Rock. Can people find a way to watch, listen to what they want to listen to? Well, you can find a way to watch, well, not watch, I guess like we do put out some videos, but you can listen to our podcast every Monday, new episodes drop. Hopefully I won't miss another one. Who knows? That's the hope. Show goes on. The sh- but the show goes on like it did. You held it down. Appreciate you holding it down last week. You killed it. Uh, great stuff. But you can find us on Apple, Spotify. I think we're on YouTube now, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Figure Sounds it out. Right. Let us know. Tweet us, share your thoughts, review, rate, subscribe, do your thing. Anything. And for us, it's Ryan Ripkin on Twitter and Instagram, Rocco DeSangro on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's R DeSangro on, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I think there's another Rocco DeSangro out there. It's there, taken. Well, you know there's what? Not, there's, just, you know, there, there's, there might be. I actually, I can't get a RyanRipkin.com or .net. That's a whole different story. We can talk about that another day. But point is, continue. This is a podcast for you guys. We love the interactions. We like to mess around. We want to hear what you guys want to talk about. So stay tuned for questions this week. We'll write some things down. We'll try to add some things that you guys want to talk about. And uh, that's my that's all I got for my my words. And I'm marking this down. We are getting an interview in the coming episodes, whether it's next episode, the episode after that. We are locking someone in for an interview. It's in the works right now. And uh, we will have that to you guys soon. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rip and Rock. 
We will see you next week. Same, not same time. Maybe the same time. Definitely the same place. Download. Let us know what you think. Thanks again. Thanks again.